This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome again to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. I've got Shane Roethlisberger, Director of All Things Pastoral Ministries, one of the best dads I know. And uh, Shane and I are going to be talking today about the discipline of delighting in our kids. So all of us uh, right now in this kind of social isolation, coronavirus time, we're spending a lot more time at home. And that means there's a lot more time with the kiddos. And I know Shane and I have been talking kind of back and forth as dads about this, just the difficulty at times of feeling the pressure of like, oh my goodness, my kids might be falling behind in school. We need to crank up the, we got to make sure we get some chores and we've got to provide all the structure and losing moment by moment, just the opportunity we have to delight in our children. And so today, we really want to spend some time motivating you as parents to engage in this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that you have to delight in your kids, for them to come out of this coronavirus time with their greatest memory being the fun they had as a family and the new relational depth they have with you as their parents. So, Shane, let's step back here, okay? We're here as dads, and it's kind of weird to even try to remember everything that's happened to this point. So, okay, give us a snapshot of where we are at in terms of the Roethlisberger home, in terms of parenting, children, all of that. Like, where are we today? Yeah, yeah. These are are certainly uh, crazy days we're living in, Mark. Uh, Just to provide some context for some who may not... um, know me. So my wife and I have seven children ranging from age 13 down to five. We call them our youngest three. We call them the triplets. They're all five years old, uh, one biological and two adopted children. And so our household is a busy household. You said I'm one of the best dads. You know, I don't think that's true in any way, but uh, we certainly have to put a lot of work into it just simply out of necessity. So we don't go crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. You look back, um, it feels like the last month and a half, you know, has been the equivalent of about six years, right? Oh my I mean, goodness, it is, yes. it is crazy, the timing here. And so if you just, if you just step back and you think, okay, the last day of school that my children um, were at, last day of public school was March 10th. And then we had two days of parent-teacher conferences uh, Thursday, Friday, March 11th, 12th, then spring break hit that next week. And then essentially the apocalypse, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. That's that was just, that was just a month and a half ago. And it feels like we've been living in this reality for six months. <laughs> wow. So mm-hmm. you, man, I was thinking about somebody, what, what was the phrase they used, Shane? They said, man, March was a really long year. It was a really long year, March. And I thought, oh, that is so true. I mean, just everything that is happening. And then you think forward, and I know you've thought this. I know I've thought this. Is like, okay, so March 10th was the last. So I have March to April, April to May, May to June, June to July, July to... I have five months where my kids are getting stupider daily because I am not equipped to instruct them. I have this pressure building inside of me of like, oh my goodness, five months where all of the plans, I mean, even if the public pool doesn't open, 
I, I, <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do, Shane. Yeah. I, so, yeah. like, what's the experience been like for you guys, even just even in your kiddos, with that yeah. realization starting to dawn? Yes, five months, you know, it's just short of half a year, right? Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. Way to put and, it even longer. Know, we're kind of going through all kinds of different phases right now. There's, you know, certainly was, there's grief that we've been going through. Um, uh, you know, we, we're not feeling the immediate impacts of the virus in the way so many people are um, across the country in, in really, really tragic ways. Um, but we are feeling it in ways that are relative to, to our experience. And, and so those include grief over, you know, our, our second oldest is a fifth grader. And so that's her last year yeah. in elementary school. And last week she was supposed to sing her first solo in a, a choir concert, uh, concert. And, and so there's real grief that we, you know, have to walk through that with her. Certainly the reality of boredom sets in, right? So what, what are kids supposed to do all day? You know, we, we typically start feeling that in early August in the summer months, right? Um, that's, that's after two months of summer. Well, two months of this break will put us in the middle of May, which is, you know, in two weeks and we'll still have three more months to go. <laughs> so the reality of, of boredom, um, you know, we, it, social media can be a little bit of a dangerous thing right now because you're seeing what other families are doing and that that increases just pressure it's like oh we're we're supposed to be making incredibly elaborate you know stained glass window creations on our you know on our glass doors and on our driveways and oh, yes. um, and and we're not you know it's it's those types of things and then and you already mentioned it but i think one of the biggest ones that we're feeling is it's just that that educational pressure, right? So um, those the expectations and the fears associated with um, man a couple of months of of our children's education and we're we're public schoolers and so certainly our our homeschoolers aren't feeling that um, to to as much uh, a level but we're um, we're certainly feeling that and so. Um, you know, so we're getting we're getting tons of emails, you know, from our school for each one of our children. There's this just this mounting pressure uh, to make sure that our children don't fall behind in school. I feel I mean, I feel that, too, because Reed, our third is seven and he struggles reading. Yep. His name is Reed. And he <laughs> but I don't I don't know how to help him. Yeah fully like we're just reading books but i feel like oh man i know how critical this age is yeah, yeah studies will show ages seven to nine are are really critical years for establishing fluency in reading in our children and same thing our fourth child um she she's our, our oldest three have excelled in school. She's she's struggling a bit with her reading. And last week she turned, or earlier this month, she turned seven. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, just Same coming thing. into that stage and we know, you know, we're going to miss out on three months worth of, of uh, you know, of reading. And and so, yeah, those pressures and those burdens are, are mounting. And ultimately, um, there's a grave potential for those pressures to rob us of our joy in 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 what is kind of, I mean the the word that's being used overused is unprecedented but 
There's a reason we've never we've never experienced a season like this before. And so five months with our children does present an incredible both responsibility and opportunity to show unconditional delight in our children that will shape them more than their education will. Yeah, I'm thinking about the opportunity some. You know, the opportunity that we have right now is so unique. Mm-hmm. Five months is so long to think about managing the dynamics of the family, but it's also like this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that I will have to actually delight in my kids and invest in my kids in a unique way. So let's, let's think on opportunity. I've spent so much time thinking about, oh man, what are the bad possibilities of this coronavirus. Let's spend this time with our parents thinking, what are the incredible opportunities? The once in Owen's lifetime, the once in Avery's lifetime opportunity. How do you, how do you frame that up in your own head? Yeah. I think, you know, we, we have to start with a, with the the premise and just the, the foundational understanding that, uh, Children are a gift. Children are a blessing. Psalm 127 says children are a heritage or an inheritance from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. And so, you know, understanding each day that there's a discipline of us reminding ourselves when we wake up in the morning, uh, you know, that our children are, are a gift. They are a blessing from the Lord. And that that anchors us in um, just our kind of fundamental disposition towards our children uh, to 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 live out with with faithfulness and uh, the responsibility that God has given us, and one of which, and maybe even the most important of which, is to know that we delight in them. For that shows and displays the heart of a heavenly Father, the way that we interact with our heavenly Father that he delights in us. And so we as parents are the primary agent to um, display that to our children. Mm. So when I'm thinking about delighting in my kids, I'm trying to put myself in the frame of reference. This is like my mindset is I'm not going to be their school teacher. So I'm trying to help them. I'm trying to do what I can, but I feel a little bit like a guy trying to build a house where you forgot your hammer in your toolbox. And so you're like holding a two by four and trying to hit a nail into, you know, where I just, I don't have the tools. I don't have the experience. I don't have the skills. And so mainly Crystal and I are doing, let's make sure we have our kids reading and then let's make sure they do some sort of math. And basically we're trying to be proficient there. But what I do know is I'm not a great school teacher I want to think I'm a committed dad and there's other things I'm bringing to the table right now that I'm trying to insert into this picture. So when, when I'm thinking of delighting, one of the first things I'm thinking about is not how can I be a great school teacher, but how can I be a great dad? My kids will have other school teachers. They only have one father and I want them to feel the love of the father through the way I engage with them. So it's like, it's been a, something I, I've been engaging with Crystal about, I know Shane, we've talked some about this, is what do I love about Owen? What do I love about Avery? What do I love about Reed? And how can I pour into that 
place with them right now. I have a little more time with them right now. How can I insert myself in strategic ways into their life? And so instead of obsessing about what I can't be, I'm trying to be what I can and do a great job in that. I know you've done that really well. You've motivated me in that, Shane. So what's some of the ways you're doing that with your, your crew of kids at home? Yeah, well, I think you, you nailed it on the head in saying, um, I mean, first of all, our, our school teachers are incredible. <laughs> we, we have such an admiration and appreciation for, uh, for our school teachers. And we, we are under no illusion that we can replace them. <laughs> so, uh, and if you're listening to this, the same is true for you. Oh like, my goodness, yes. But just relieve that burden. Be honest right now that you can't be what all of your school teachers are to your kids. However, like Mark was saying, you, you, you have an opportunity um, to be who you are and what you can uniquely provide uh, for your children. And so, um, and, and I would just challenge you to be, to be creative with it. I, I'm, I'm trying to be creative with it. Our, um, you know, we're, we're baking and, you know, we're building things. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach my oldest more and more about, um, you know, how to use power tools. And he's, he's, you know, just, just this week, he designed and built a a small animal trap. Um, I think that's legal. I don't know, but yesterday he caught, he caught two different wild animals in in our yard through this, uh, this, uh, yeah. Engineering wonder that he had constructed. And so, um, you know, we're playing lots of board games and, uh, the types of things that oh okay if I play a game of triominoes with my kids they're gonna they're gonna continue to work basic math you know basic <laughs> counting those types of things that can flex their muscles without me feeling a pressure to uh, be what I'm not and what I'm not equipped to be but what I can uniquely be in their lives. Yeah, I, I tried to connect the charades game chain to some sort of learning opportunity, and that really bombed. It was like, hey, let's do American history charades. It, you try acting out Ben Franklin, you know, <laughs> like impossible. <laughs> so that was that was not the best thing that I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> I, but it was fun, and, and charades has been a lot of fun. And so I'm trying to. One of my principles right now is. I'm trying to laugh as much as I feel burdened. I'm trying to make sure my kids are going to undoubtedly right now see some stress come out of me and come out of Crystal. Mm-hmm. But I also hope they see laughter come out of us. And, and so let's, let's hammer in on this phrase. Your most important responsibility right now is to delight in your children. Yes. Coach us on that, Shane. You've coached me on that. Coach us on that as our pastor. In this moment, this unique moment of history, we can delight. What, what are you thinking we should be doing in that? Well, you know, this, this certainly is a moment in history that we highly likely we will never get back, right? So five-month period, our children at home, extracurriculars are shut down. Uh, you know, the pace, the normal pace of life has slowed considerably for most. And, um, and so with that comes this, this really unique opportunity to create moments in the lives of your children that they, uh, that will be how they remember the COVID-19 crisis. 
I mean, most of our children are going to remember these days. They will recall these days. It's their 9-11. It's, it's, you know, previous generations, whatever, other circumstances. And so, um, and so I, I, I think we have an opportunity. One, we, we have to be honest with our children about what is going on. I don't think we need to uh, shield them entirely. That's, that's not honest. That's not helpful. But we also can create moments where uh, we, we do protect them in ways from the burdens that aren't theirs to bear right now. And so creating those opportunities to laugh as much as possible. Um, you know, we, we try to do kind of crazy things. Again, part of it's just out of necessity, but um, we have this thing in our house that we call it scamp and it's called speed clean after meal party. Uh, it's a, an acronym I stole from a book somewhere, but, uh, you know, part of avoiding Speed clean after meal party. You got it. You got it. It's oh his, my it's word. His, it's his that nerdy is classic sound, but this way it gets, it gets way better. <laughs> okay, so this is part of us, you know, avoiding, um, or, uh, coping with the chaos that can be just a, you know, a, a cluttered house right now with kids all over. And so after, after the meal, I, I have this moment where I, I tell one of my kids, fetch me the Royal scepter. Okay? <laughs> and, and they go to this closet, oh they get a curtain Lord. rod, they come back. And then I slowly and dramatically go around the table and and then ultimately we'll hover over a child and I'll say kneel. <laughs> that child kneels down and I say uh, these exact words by the power vested in me as the head honcho of Roethlisberger Incorporated. I hereby uh, dub the Malachi Tobias Roethlisberger tonight scamp champ. Rise and do your duties well. <laughs> and then wow. he has an opportunity to select teams to clean certain parts of the house, our table, our dining room, our, our dining room table, our counter, our living room, our our uh, um, dishes, you know, and we divide up his teams and we set a timer. Usually it's about a 10 minute timer and it is just speed clean. The the leader gets to, gets to uh, decide what music we play and we kind of dance around the house as we're doing it. It's just an opportunity to take something that is normally burdensome, particularly burdensome to my wife as she really values a, a clean house and makes our kids, it reinforces that value for them, but, but lets them know we can laugh and we can dance and we can be carefree while, you know, stewarding our home well. And so those just types of things yep. are what we're trying to, trying to do. We've been doing that for a year and a half. So that's not a new thing. And uh, Scamp. Yeah. Write that Scamp. down, parents. That's, that's a stress leader <laughs> right there. I mean, you shared one with me. I mean, we've talked, Shane board games and movie nights. We've talked about like our Cornerstone kids. If you don't have the newsletter, we'll put a link to get that newsletter. They're just giving creative ways to engage the scripture with your kids and maybe get a new Bible for a kid and start reading that. We had uh, one family I know that started doing the F260 plan with their kids along with their school reading for the day. That, that's a brilliant idea. Um, trampoline Octoball. That you gave me that idea, Shane, and I did that one with Owen and Reed, and that was a lot of fun. Until halfway through, I don't know if you feel this way. I, we both have junior high boys, and every time, just time to time, there's moments where you know they're starting to get a little stronger than their siblings. But every once in a while, I just grab him and I throw him across the trampoline to remind him, 
you're not as strong as your dad yet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just, just a couple little moments like I'm going to tackle you and let you feel it just a couple times every day just to remind you <laughs> who's boss. <laughs> That's that's actually become our our kind of new favorite pastime. I come home and that's the first thing kids are saying, Dad, can we go play uh can we go play octoball on the on the trampoline? And you can just Google octoball. When you add a trampoline in, it's a whole new element and yes. our whole crew plays and um and somebody will always end up in tears and somebody will throw a fit and storm off and uh but you know that's what families are for so. yeah and then then malachi can go run you down shane and rub your back and say dad you don't have to cry it's fine <laughs> you know i know it's you <laughs> look i shane give us a final word on this so the the big picture here delighting in our children I think there's an opportunity right now to display the heart of God, our Father, in how we father, in how we lead, we, to display His heart and how a mom interacts with her son, how a dad interacts with his daughter, that right now we can teach our kids, not just by biblical instruction, but by personal example, what it means to have love and delight and to know a God and Father who loves them and delights in them. So, I want to toss this to you. Give us kind of a final word of encouragement as we set our hearts to delight in our kids, not just endure the duties of five months at home. You know, the, the reality of, of, of the importance of delighting in our children isn't just delighting for the sake of delighting. It is that it really serves as a foundation for um, all the other things that God calls us to in relationship to our children, including authority and discipline, correction, instruction, our uh, our children understanding uh, and receiving those other things that aren't necessarily full of laughter um, are are most effective when they are un- when they are anchored in an unwavering belief that mom and dad love us that they're for us, that they, um, you know, that they're crazy about us. And, and ultimately that translates to the same way that we relate to our heavenly father, right? Our relationship with God and his commands in our life and his uh, correction, his discipline is anchored in knowing that he's crazy about us. He loves us unconditionally and and so that's that's probably the the biggest burden um, and blessing that I feel in this whole topic is just knowing we have a, we have an opportunity to display the 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 character of God to our children in the way that we unconditionally delight in our children, and I don't want to miss that opportunity right now in these unique days. I don't want to want our people to miss that opportunity and so it's hard it's not it's not easy you know the uh there's certainly challenges with it but it is it is the right kind of work the right kind of labor for us as parents and it should be of utmost importance so here's the word for all of us this week where whatever your stage you're at it parents um today find something you can delight into your kids and my encouragement is this tell them that I'm trying to have that discipline too, Shane. Like when I see Owen, like we were doing a landscaping project. He's decided to get into landscaping. And I'm like, Owen, 
wow, seeing you grow up and start to be a worker, that is such an awesome thing. So I'm try- we want to delight in our kids. We want to use our, our words to reinforce it. And Shane, whether you accept it or not, you've taught me a lot about it as a dad. And I think it's a great word for all of us. There are certainly duties that are hard at this time in the coronavirus, but there's an opportunity that can make a lifetime impact. Delight in your children today. Express your joy in them and continue to love them through this time of crisis. Shane, thanks for your leadership. Thanks for the encouragement. And we're praying that God would bring your home's delight as you put it into action this week. It's good talking to you, Mark. Thanks. Thanks.